All right, welcome to the Behind the Glass Gallery May edition. I'm your host, Richard Cologne. Hey guys, I'm Quadre Donnell. <laughs> and yeah, we're starting off with some new equipment, so bear with us. But we should be uh, we should be legit today. I'm excited. We got a great, we got a great group of people with us today. And um, yeah, um, Quadre, you're excited about today, also, huh? I'm excited. Always excited about the the podcast. Always excited about welcoming to welcome some new folks into to the space, and um, you know, really hear their stories. And you know, I always enjoy hearing something new. Uh, so I'm sure we'll. We heard something new along the way. Yeah, definitely. I just wanted to also just uh, touch on, I know a lot of people reached out to me in terms of uh, uh, my father and my brother uh, being in the hospital, separate hospitals here in Rochester, um, over on social media. I just want to thank them. Uh, thank you guys uh, for uh, checking in on me. Uh, right now, they're on the road to recovery. Everything's great in terms of that, you know, just uh, speaking uh, good vibes into that. Um, but yeah, so I uh, just moving along and just trying to uh, stay positive. So I appreciate everybody reaching out to me in terms of that. It's great knowing that people around you um, are there when you have situations that are, you know, pretty dire or sometimes pretty hard and traumatic. And um, I think that's why a lot of times I advocate for supporting your inner circle, because, you know, when those situations arise, people come and you know, they, you know, they, they fill in for you, you know, when you least suspect it. And, um, so yeah, so, uh, just remember that always support the people around you so that, you know, when you had those times you need it, uh, they'll be there to lift you up. So again, I appreciate all you guys and yeah. So, um, let's move on to some positive stuff, some more positive stuff. Um, we have, uh, three great people that, um, I've had my eyes on for a while. Kwaje's had our eyes on for a while and, um, and yeah, I think uh, in, in terms of the amount of talent we've been putting in the gallery, um, everybody's been bringing some u- unique talents, unique, different ambitions to the artwork that they're going to put on the on the behind the glass gallery walls. And I think um, you know every time we get to this space, Quaje, I think um, there's just like a whole new level of excitement that we have. I mean, it's not that we're in a way, canceling out the people prior, but it's almost like we're, you know, it's like we're building, right? It's like this, it's this beautiful building block. And exactly. You it's, know? uh, I think I, I tell you this every month, you know, when we start to close up at around eight, eight fifteen, yep. like the energy that I feel from just being in that space and looking at, you know, different folks interacting, whether it's, you know, someone's uh, coworker coming in and seeing something that they didn't know about their coworker and being there to support them or a classmate or, you know, just someone who doesn't know anything about any of the artists and coming in and leaving uh, as a fan. And so, you know, there's this beautiful, beautiful energy that is continues to be created uh, in that space that you know, I'm so happy and so fortunate to to be a part of and to to support alongside you. Yeah, definitely, man. I appreciate you. Uh, so yeah, so let's let's keep it rolling and let's keep it going. When we come back, uh, we'll have our three May artists here to talk about um, what they're bringing inside the gallery. We're gonna have Melissa, Avi, and Nick. When we come back, all right. All right, we're back with the behind the glass gallery Where did May we go? artists. And we we didn't go anywhere, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cut this out anyway. No, no we're, gonna keep roll it. we're definitely gonna keep it. We're gonna we're gonna roll it. We're gonna cut it out. Don't really matter. Nothing gets but, cut. But yeah, nothing gets cut. We've been actually pretty good, right, Quaje? With the actually, you, I've been talking to you about editing these podcasts. Yeah. 
Chris, our 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 producer has been really awesome. I'm just gonna add that in there. Um, appreciate that. Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, he he's been awesome and legit. Like as we've been doing these podcasts, there's been less and less edits for me to actually do, and it's been great. It's been a great blast. Uh, but yeah, we're here, still here. We didn't go anywhere. <laughs> um, in the future, when we have a you know large revenue and budget, we'll have commercials. <laughs> but uh, right right now, we have our first uh, May artist, and we'll actually get to know him a little bit better. Um, his name is Nick, and yeah. So Nick, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself. Um, yeah. Uh, my name's Nick Cook. I uh, grew up in Gates. Uh, been in Rochester my whole life. Thirty four. Just getting into the whole artist part of it, and uh, yeah, it's kind of fun. Uh, yeah, I got nothing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of just jump in when I need to. <laughs> what do you take? What do you take photographs of? Uh, anything that I find interesting. If the louder, the better. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Cool graffiti artwork. Just jump on anything I find interesting. And you said this is this is newer for you. Uh, I've been taking pictures like my whole life, but yeah. new sharing it, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because he just mentioned that he's in a way probably not trying to label yourself as an artist. Why don't you feel right. like you're an artist? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I am, and at the same time, just more. I, I like to cover people. I like to cover right something that someone else is doing. Like right. I, I have some sort of ADD where I'm all over the place, so. Mm-hmm. I find the cool thing right. of what I like and then everyone else gets to see it. And I think, I think the issue that we always bring up during these podcasts is the, is the imposter syndrome of us trying yeah. to, there's mm-hmm. always at least right. Um, one or maybe all around the mic that will say, uh, artist, photographer. No, I just like taking photos of things, which yep. <laughs> I think at the essence is, is, is who we are. And I think that's where uh, we always have that commonality, which is really cool. Right. Yeah, I mean, I spent the last 19 years of my life in the hockey industry. So I come from driving Zambonis and doing that kind of stuff around huge crowds. So it's where my eye kind of comes from. I observe differently because, you know, you guys are paying attention to the hockey game. I'm paying attention to that person in the crowd that's leaning over the railing, making sure they're not going to fall. See, <laughs> and, and see, it's funny you said that because now we're getting to the part where the parts that I love about these podcasts where we find out about things that we didn't yeah, know about. Driving a Zamboni. And on, on your own. <laughs> and, and organically on your own, you just, you know, <laughs> flip that out out of nowhere. So tell me a little bit more about that because I think that's great because if you don't really see it and I see it, there's actually some tendencies that actually you probably, in a way, uh, transferred into what you do with your photography, if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, really, it's just kind of, trying to predict the next move. Yeah. So you hear exactly. something over here and it's like, okay, that's going to be here soon. You can yep. see that with a lot of my recent panning stuff that I've been yes. doing, but Which dra- has been dra- awesome. drag racing season starting. So I got to get back in the rhythm of, you know, trying to follow a 150 mile an hour car, Yep. but it's a little tough on a 30 mile an hour bike. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just trying to put that into, you can kind of see where my head goes just in, different weather patterns and different stuff like that. <laughs> you could see some real stuff that's real dark. And then all of a sudden, wait, where'd that come from? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I think what's really cool when you, you made that comment about, you know, being at a, a hockey game and, you know, everyone's focused on the game, but then you're focused on the person there and the person there and another person there. Um, you know, the one thing that made me gravitate towards your work 
is you were taking photos of things that were in plain sight, but not always noticeable to folks. So like a tag on the side of a mailbox or a tag on the side of a street pole or a light where most folks don't necessarily see that or they see it and they're not really paying much attention to it. But now in many of your photos, that's the focal point. Like here is, you know, the backside of a stop sign because most people look at the front side of the stop sign to stop. Right. And you're taking this picture on the back of someone's tag um, that obviously they want you to notice it right, at right. some I mean, point. They're, they're but that's ever, now the everywhere. focal focal point. I think that was something that when I saw when I started to see some of your photos, like I gravitated towards that. Is that, you know, would you say that's a the similar the vibe that you got from hockey or just other? Spaces? Yeah, the, I mean, that's just looking at something like bringing it back to hockey it's you know you see a a wiggly piece of glass it's like okay you know that's going to be a problem but no one knows that so it's Mm -hmm. like okay if you're just around walking around look behind stuff look Mm -hmm. you know just look in a different area like i noticed richard i walked with him for maybe five minutes one day we ran into each other and Mm -hmm. i'm down here and he's just looking straight up and that (laughs) you know that opens up new things for everyone and even after that i mean i think i posted a few pictures of just building tops and (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, actually, I, I just wanted to tie back to something. I was fascinated when you mentioned, sorry, producer chiming in. Um, you mentioned loudness as something that fascinated you. I, I, I tend to that as well. I love audacious colors and impactful things. And it seems like like your perception of loudness might not be the same as everybody else's. Yeah, probably not. I've been that way my entire life, like, souping up lawnmowers at 10 years old and you know, just jumping off things that are too high and just oh the risk taking kind of things. And I pay for it now with a knee that's not ever probably going to get fixed, but that's uh that brought me out here. I was working up until August and I have been out of work and needed something to fill my time. And that's where photography uh, comes and, in. Yeah. And the, the loudness is just, you know something cool is gonna whether it's a piece of crap car, you can kind of tell by that. But you know yeah. the different sound of a car coming in, and it's cars and automotive has been my thing for pretty much ever. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you found that medium of photography to help you because that's what helped me bridge during that time that gap that I had no work for a while, and it was great. It was awesome. Um, it helped me to be able to focus on my mental health a lot. So um, yeah. So I appreciate you, man. Thank you for coming along. Yeah, no problem. Also, Thanks. love your shirt, man. Thanks. I, uh, I got it for uh, yeah, three dollars at Salvation Army. He's got wow. the uh, "I'd rather be in Rochester" <laughs> shirt, wow. uh, which uh, many folks may not know. The behind the glass gallery logo is uh, based on um, similar font style. For sure, so, for sure. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go right around the horn, and we're gonna take it to Melissa. Hello. Hi, Melissa. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Tell us Thanks. about the meaning of life. Oh my god! <laughs> really? Kidding. I had to go second, and this is what you give me. Jeez! Someone's got to answer it at some point. <laughs> Come back around. Okay. <laughs> Tell us about yourself. Uh, okay, so I'm like the resident old lady, I guess. Um, I'm in my fifties, so I started in photography many years ago, like the early nineties, and I was shooting, and I was processing and printing and selling cameras, and I kind of learned over many years you know, just the background in photography until the point where I was working for some pretty high-end photographers um, in New York City. But, you know, you get married, you have kids, and that kind of goes off to the side. So this is kind of like a rebirth in some ways. 
and just trying it. to pick up a camera again and do something creative. So this is, you know, for me, I made a conscious decision like earlier this year. You know what I'm going to do? I need to start doing this more. I've got adult time and adult money. What am I doing? <laughs> adult so, money. <laughs> yes. Exactly. That's it. always the... I'm going to use that yeah, term more. Yeah, adult Forgot money. I have adult money. <laughs> yeah. I like to let everyone I know. know I keep that. telling my husband <laughs> that. I'm like, he's like, you really want that? I'm like, I've got adult I money. Adult yes, I do. Money. I'm using yep. that. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about New York City. Okay. So I lived there for several years. And uh, this was like starting from like pre-9-11. Um, one of the things that my work actually for this gallery show is based in some of the things I had shot in New York. And it's it's like a treasure hunt every day. And they say, like, New York tries to kill you, right? Um, whatever, you know, doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It's a, a wide swing between finding absolutely beautiful moments, beautiful images, just in the most random places, and then something horrible happening to you the next day. And it kind of just goes back and forth. It's a, it's a ride. <laughs> so it's... Um, obviously you can find that vibe here in Rochester as well. Um, but it was definitely something that kind of got me into exploring different things that I wanted to do in photography. So my whole thing was in fashion photography, um, and editorial work, not in a studio, but like on the street. So that was my focus for a long time, but I did a lot of other things as I was kind of finding my own style. Okay. What, um, what led you to, to New York City? Was it just, I mean, this is the 90s, right? So it's right. like, hey, New York City. I mean, I think most folks today will still say New York City is the place uh, you want to be. But what led you there in the 90s? Uh, well, I was at the age where I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it now. Yeah. Um, and I'm you glad I did. You did have adult money, though. Well, I barely had adult <laughs> yeah, money. Right. It came in and it left. But it was, you know, everything was happening there. And I was, in, I was a creative. I really wanted to be in the photo industry. So I did go in there and start kind of from the bottom up and, uh, you know, ended up, again, doing like a lot of the work behind the scenes for fashion photographers and just kind of what I thought I wanted my career to be. Um, obviously, you kind of get that far into it and you're like, do I really want to do this? These people are miserable. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, kind of, you know, life, life gets in the way, you get married, you leave. But um, I was glad that I did what I did when I did it. So. And you said um, you, you find yourself now coming back to to that space? Just the creativity. Um, mm -hmm. When you, I mean, being a mom, and then I've been working, um, doing a completely different job, and I kind of realized that, like, I miss looking at the world that way. Mm. And I would just sort of go about my day and go to Wegmans and, you know, take care of my kids and do my job. And I'm like, I miss when I would see something and be like, oh, wow, you know, I need to capture that. And I needed to turn that back on, like flip the switch. And this is kind of what I've been doing lately. Yeah, I, I went, as you talk about that, I kind of very similar where, you know, I worked for a newspaper. I did, you know, photography for years. I was always creative. And then, you know, life happens and you kind of move away from it and you, you become more responsible, if you will, exactly. and, and do responsible <laughs> things. Um, and then one day I was like, wow, I just want to take a photo. And so it went from you know, holding my phone, which is still, you know, that primary piece. But then it was like, like you said, I got a couple adult dollars here. Right. <laughs> Let's go and get something that, you know, I enjoy and, you know, continue to kind of push through that. So I'm happy that, that you found your way, way there. Exactly. And likewise. Yeah. Thank you. Actually, I, I have a follow up because it's, um, <clears throat> the part I was wondering about is, so you've been in Rochester for a while and how, how is starting to take pictures here changed your perception of Rochester as a place? Has it, has it 
changed how you see things? You know, it's, so it's interesting. Again, when I moved back here, it was because I had small children. And so, again, you kind of get caught up and, like, you take you pick up your camera all the time, but it's photographs of your kids or the pets or where you're, you know, we're on vacation. Mm-hmm. And it, you don't think about anything outside of that bubble. So as my kids have gotten older and I ended up getting divorced and remarried and I had more free time because the kids would spend time with their dad. So leaving the house, doing things that are outside of the norm for me, started to really make me remember <laughs> kind of like, oh, yeah. This is something that I could be doing, and it made it sort of takes off that, I don't know, veil of normalcy about your day, and it makes you think more creatively about, like, you know, going to a different place and experiencing a new thing and being able to travel more, and, you know, so I think that Rochester has become so much more interesting, uh, even in, since I got back here, since, like, 2003, I was here um, full-time, and... It's Rochester has become an incredible place. And my friends who live in New York are like, I'm sorry, how much are houses there? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so how many, like, yeah. how many bars are, you know, it's like, yeah, okay. So it's, I think it's changed quite a bit since I've been here and I've kind of appreciated it at a very similar level. And the creativity is increasing, I feel here. Mm-hmm. Whereas in New York, it feels a little bit more like it's pulling back. It's more, it's diff- more difficult to live there as a young creative. So I feel like this is a really great jumping off point. It's interesting. You know, my grandmother came to Rochester um, for the first time ever. So I'm not from Rochester. So, you know, no family related here except for my my wife's family. And so my grandmother came to visit in uh, 2019 for my wedding. And we drove her around Rochester. And as she drove and she looked at buildings and we drove in and out of neighborhoods and looked at art, says that to her, she was like, Rochester reminded her of New York City uh, in the 60s and 70s. And it just had this vibe, but it was also um, small enough where, you know, you, you felt connected to folks, but big enough where, you know, you were able to have, you know, some some pieces outside of that. And she was only here for, you know, 72 hours. Um, and she just said it was just this really cool, cool vibe where, you know, if you're in New York City, you're you're one of many where you're here, you know, you're able to, to connect a little more freely. Yeah, it's a little more personal. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And what's great about that is that a lot of the creatives, a lot of the art people here in Rochester, I feel like they're always looking out for each other. They're always connecting. They're always collaborating. And that's what's so great and special about Rochester is that we have that connectivity uh, with always trying to, you know, collaborate and be with each other. Um, so that's what's great. That's what's special about Rochester. Um, so, yeah. Thank you, Melissa. Thank for being you. Here. Yeah. I was really excited to reach out to you to get you to come aboard. So I appreciate yeah, I, it. I, I, I like- was, that was like one of the biggest things for me. I was just like, <laughs> oh, my God. It's it's here, my second chance. To, <laughs> it's you time. Know. So I appreciate. Yeah, it. I corralled her. I I because I, I, Richard and I had a couple of conversations <laughs> behind yeah. the scenes because I was like, you know, when you're on social media, it's fun because you'll like sit there and read someone else's conversation, <laughs> and you're like, I'm not going to chime in. I just want to read this, right? And so it was like this back and forth, and you had made this comment like, I'm not ready yet, and Richard was like, Oh no, you're ready, <laughs> yeah. uh, without you know anything, just. You know, in in typical Richard fashion, which I think is really cool and supportive, because at some point someone said it to him, at some point someone said it to me, and you know, you kind of go on and on. But when I was like, "Oh, who who do we have for for May?" and he said Melissa, and I was like, "Oh, she's ready." And he was like, "Oh yeah." He said we had sure. a conversation sure. on the side, and and yeah. she's geared up, and so yeah. we're happy that you're 
that you're ready. It, it literally, Thank you so much. It literally was like, can you be ready in a couple weeks? And yeah. She was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah pr prints are ready on Wednesday. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. She that. actually had her prints ready in like a week after we spoke. So she was already on board. So I needed that. Thank you. Yeah, no doubt. All right. So let's move around the horn. Avi, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. So um, my name is Avi Princeton Warney. I'm 35 years old and I was born right here in Rochester. Uh, all those years ago, uh, ended up pretty much growing up here until I was about 10, moving down to like the southern tier of New York State until I was 17, came back to Rochester, bopped around the world for a while, and then uh, been here for the past 12 years. Yeah. So everybody comes back to Rochester. Yeah. You can't leave it. You leave, you back. come back, and you bring someone with you. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, uh uh, like everyone else on this podcast, I'm a photographer of sorts. I take pictures. Um, my focus really uh, is in uh, movement photography when it comes to performers. So I really focus in circus and dance. Uh, that's my background. Mm -hmm. uh, I was a professional acrobat with Cirque du Soleil for a while and a bunch of other smaller circuses around Europe. Um and that's uh, amazing by the I way. I love how he just like <laughs> just dropped it. He was it like, out. Yeah, I don't know. I was just kind of like, work, you know, just circle, 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 just drills it out. I you remember know, I saw Kuza yeah, live. Yeah, you know, no big deal. Uh, for sure. Oh, yeah. I saw Kuza. Yeah. Were you part of that? No, no, no. no. Okay, well, <laughs> I have friends like, who were. Yeah. Wow. Friends that were like, oh, my friends. <laughs> I mean, it's like every now and then. Listen, when I saw that, and this was just me winning these tickets and just like not really caring, like, oh, is this some fancy circus I'm going to go to? When I went to that show, I when I went home, I downloaded the soundtrack. I listened to the soundtrack the whole time because it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and after that, I was like connected to like Cirque du Soleil and what they were doing after that. It was amazing. It was wow. something that I never thought of, or I was actually thought that I'd be invested in. And it was really interesting how they did that because to me, I'm like, you know, I grew up as regular circus, peanuts, traditional American elephants, circus, right? Yeah. yeah, you know, and all that jazz, and you know, it, it didn't that type of vibe didn't really interest me. And the way they were doing stuff, it was like a, just a beautiful, like mystic, like just intertwining ballet. Like, it was just so beautiful, and it and I had front row seats too. So, it was, so I mean, it was nice. legit, and it was nice, and um, that really changed my view on on how they actually did things. So, for to have somebody that was a part of that was amazing. And um, when I was introduced to your work by a, a friend of ours, um, a mutual friend of ours, Richard. Uh, um, it was actually um, amazing because the 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 um, photography that he showed me uh, were actually parts of Rochester that I photographed, which was even great because it was some parts that I photographed. But here we had this motion, like this dance, like ballet, like just inter inter uh, hold on. See, intertwined intertwined like intricate no i wasn't trying to say that i was trying to say <laughs> i mean i could say intricate but i was trying to say intertwined with like a like a just a beautiful like just still of like this dance it was just so beautiful and okay. i was like man that's so amazing because here i am doing street photography but then now it's overlaid with this different type of art form and like movement there's yes. so much movement and it was so amazing so i mean that really drew me, and I was like, "Man, we." Had, so after that, we we set up a meeting, and um, you know, spoiler alert, he actually was going to be one of our first artists in January, but you know, because of conflict, oh yeah, yeah, we had a we you know we had to move you over to May, but yeah, I really appreciate you 
uh, for coming along. So yeah, so tell us a little bit more about uh, Cirque du Soleil and how that, oh, how that, and, and basically how the uh, the background of you doing these different types of uh, art forms helped you with your photography. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll try to keep it uh, short. Uh, yeah, yeah so no, it's not a ten-hour podcast, yeah. but uh, yeah. Um, I briefly went to college for uh, a year to study graphic design and new media um, okay. and animation. I wanted to work for Pixar, so I had a sense of composition and stuff, but really hadn't taken a camera out. Uh, after a year, I dropped out because I didn't like sitting behind a computer in the dark for 20 hours a day. Um, and a friend of mine, went, uh, actually from Rochester, West Peden, uh, went to circus school in Sweden. Uh, and I was like, shit, that's something you can do. See, I didn't even know there was a circus school. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought you just ran away. And it's like, no, you have to <laughs> go and uh, do, Are you get a degree. That up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was going to say, did you also practice the traditional art of clowning, Commedia dell'arte? Uh, I have studied Commedia dell'arte. Oh, my goodness. Well. <laughs> <laughs> shout, shout, shout out to Jesse Thorne from Maximum Fun. He always talks about Commedia dell'arte. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I remember this Comedia word. Commedia dell'arte? Oh, yeah, my God. It's like the traditional art of clowning because it's very different from pure acrobatics. There's a, you know, you're driving emotions through your performance and it's, you know, there's the, the sad clown, the, you know, the, the, the happy clown, all the different the versions hierarchy, of it. Yeah. There's the, all these structures, these yeah. lotsies. Uh, Fascinating yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I uh, was like, I want to try that. And um I should do it now while I'm young and my body's not falling apart. So uh, I taught myself French and moved up to Quebec and auditioned. And wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait! Come on, man! <laughs> I taught myself French. <laughs> I oh, come help. on! I was eating smoked meat and poutine oh before goodness. it was cool. <laughs> yes, uh, survived on poutine. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, ended up actually um, getting rejected from the circus school, um, but uh, was kind of stubborn and wanted to give it a shot. So I ended up just. Uh, spending all my savings and just living in Canada and just taking evening classes to prove to the school how committed I was. Um, uh, a year later, I auditioned again. And at the same time was an audition for Cirque du Soleil. And I was like, that's a great prep for uh, mm -hmm. uh, school audition. I'll apply to Cirque du Soleil because <laughs> what's higher pressure than that? Right. And ended up getting rejected from circus school again, but getting a job with Cirque du Soleil. Boom. Um, there you go. <laughs> and I started working and uh, coworkers were like, hey, um, I hear you do like animation and stuff. Can you make uh, a 3D model of this? Or uh, I need a demo reel. Do you know anything about cameras? And I started uh, making little videos or photos for the other artists because they needed stuff for their website. And I did websites as well and started snowballing a bit. Um, and throughout my career and working with different circuses, uh, I would save up the little bit of money I got to like get a a nicer Canon like power shot or whatever it was at the time. And um, there were a couple other photographer circus artists um, that I worked with and learned from them. So it was very much autodidact learning from each other, like this great community through the internet as well, like internationally be like, Hey, this is what I shot. And they're like, Oh, you should do this. And so that slowly grew um, to where I am now where it's uh uh, a, a whole project I have like a whole website of these dynamic portraits of circus artists and um, capturing them and their identities uh, in environments so how do you yeah. actually um, so how do you get these scenes like 
like done? Like, do you actually reach out to the artists? Do yeah. they reach out to you and say, Hey, I know you do this type of like, you know, like, like art form. Can you help me out? Like, how does it work? Yeah. So a uh, good question. I'm not quite famous enough where people are just like messaging me and begging me to uh, take their photo. Um, fingers crossed eventually. Uh, but it's a lot of me just sort of spamming people's DMS and just being like, hi, I, I know I'm this weird bearded guy, but I'm actually not creepy and I'd love to take your picture. <laughs> That's um, a heck of an intro. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, if you're uh, listening right now, I, I'm actually reading the, listen, that's what his bio right? says. Not, it says uh, it? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't, wouldn't hurt to put it out there. Yeah. No, no. no but it's no, all, if, you're, if you're listening, you're an artist right now and you know, you actually are a performer in that sense. He would love to capture you and uh, work with you. So yeah, please reach out to circus him. artist for sure. Yeah. Um, Can you, do you go beyond circus artistry uh, so, so um i do pretty much everything now right. um it's, it's it's interesting the circus photography has led to actual paid work which right. is phenomenal so like i've done weddings and uh, engagement shoots and uh a bit of fashion uh, and stuff just because people see the circus stuff and they're like oh wow can you also take a photo of x and i'm like sure yeah like, why not yeah um yeah, but my, my passion is really dancers and uh, circus artists. And okay. in particular, um, right now, I'm really trying to get a just like really wide range of people. Mm -hmm. um, uh, representation is really important to me. And especially sure. um, you get uh, on Instagram is generally where I post my work right now. It's like I, I don't really do it anywhere else. Um, it's just like, especially in. Uh, the circus and dance, the stuff that tends to float to the top is skinny, uh, white presenting, female presenting artists. Mm -hmm. And that sort of tends to get the most likes, unfortunately. And so I've been really reaching out to artists of color, non-binary cir circus artists, really to just show the depth that's out there because there's a ton of it. Right. Um, it just tends not to be the top like thing that gets pushed to you. Have um, you uh, yeah. reached out or have you worked with, uh, I, I can't recall the name, maybe you know it, that Rock Circuits? Rock City Circus? Rock City yes. Circus. Yeah, I occasionally coach there. Okay, uh, awesome. Stuff, yeah. Okay. Train there, yeah. Um, Learn French, coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, animation. Anything circus related. <laughs> in Rochester. So wait, when you uh, you coach there, right? So, yeah. So then you already connected with some artists there that you possibly do portraits or photography? Uh, yeah, uh, have I shot anyone there? I don't think I have. I mostly focus on um, the uh, professionals who are like touring full time. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Right. So like I literally uh, this past weekend drove s like five hours down to Pennsylvania to shoot a group from Australia that was like right. just in town for mm -hmm. a day and i was like well that's a lot closer than australia mm -hmm. um i'll find a cheap motel <laughs> and yeah. uh convince a friend to come with yeah. me to like hold a flashlight or whatever to get the lighting set okay. up uh yeah all right i actually yeah. had a friend um and i don't know how this could actually i don't know where to begin maybe i could reach out to him and figure this out but i had a friend that actually had a capoeira class mm -hmm. and he taught that um he actually moved to california but what he did was but will he be in Pennsylvania at some point? No, unfortunately. <laughs> but what he did was he reached out to schools and he actually said, you know, if there was any schools that were willing to have like a after school workshop or whatnot to, you know, have any, you know, students that were interested in that. So maybe that could be something you can probably do and maybe connect with the school or something and see if you can see if there's students that are like maybe, you know, high school, middle school 
interested in circusry and see if you can start them off young and connect them with that rock circus and then yeah. they can go right into there and then maybe, you know, start off there. Speaking of Capoeira, shout out to Chris Thompson, Capoeira practitioner oh, yeah. here in Rochester. Yeah, 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 he is. You're right. I forgot about in that. In the <laughs> podcast food and uh, comedy scene yeah. here in Rochester. We connect it all. Shout out to Chris Thompson. We, can, we connect it all. But yeah, I mean, that's just something that, you know, just to, just to think about. Because uh, I know that uh, he, at one time, when uh, this was a couple years ago, he actually was trying to get more people that were... Um, younger, up and you know, up and coming to be interested in that. So he felt like there wasn't a need a lot in Rochester at the time. So what he did was he just went to schools, physically walked there, and said, "Hey, I don't capoeira. Can I teach?" And actually, a couple of schools, you know, they bit and they actually let him do after school program there, which is pretty cool. So maybe that's something you can look into. I'm not sure. I don't know. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know some schools, so we can probably connect afterwards, and we'll see if we can get that rolling. But yeah, they're pretty cool. Um, but a yeah. technical question real quick. Yeah, so so I'm looking at the website and I it's it's kind of striking when you're talking about capturing motion and how how a static image how a static image can capture motion mm-hmm. in such a specific way. What what's the I mean there's a technical challenge of course, but what's the mental challenge of making sure motion feels dynamic in a static image in oh, your man. head? How do you, how do you balance that because the, fluid, the fluidity of motion you're capturing in one shot. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, and it, it really depends on the artist and the move, right? So um, uh, there are a lot of movements in circus and dance where people assume it'll make a great photo. Um, I actually gave a lecture on circus photography uh, down in Philly a couple of years ago. And one of the things I said is never photograph. Uh, this is a little uh, background uh, music. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh. <laughs> I never photograph uh, a backflip because um, it just looks like someone taking a poop in the air because <laughs> they're just tucked and it's one. Well, you're so tight. You're tight and you're just like, it looks like you're sitting and your face is not relaxed because you're. No inverting and it's just something that never looks good and so there's i've learned over time it's just like don't even try certain movements um it's not worth capturing it in a frozen way like maybe uh a long exposure or something to capture the motion but you can't freeze certain things and make it look good Uh, same thing with twisting it's uh so yeah so it's just a lot of trial and error and just many years of doing this um yeah i think also having a background in the circus and understanding the mechanics of that and dance and stuff really helps. That's something that uh, a lot of the subjects tell me um, is that it's like, wow, uh, I've never had this experience with another photographer who like really gets it. Um, yeah. Perfect. All right. So I actually moved around a little bit. Um, <laughs> so I think what we're going to do now is um, when we come back real quick, well, we're not going to go anywhere. We're just going to cut for a second. <laughs> Again, we're going to do the that little... The magic of podcasting. The magic of podcasting. We're going to have a little quick imaginary break. Uh, when we come back, we're just going to uh, <laughs> actually just talk with them a little bit about what they're going to bring into the gallery. Behind the glass. Right. <laughs> about what they're going to bring inside the gallery. So, uh, yeah, we'll be right back. All right. Hi. We are back, even though we didn't go nowhere. And yeah, so now we're just going to actually just talk about uh, what our artists are going to bring into the gallery. So Nick, just tell us 
what you're bringing to the gallery. I mean, I know you, we, we asked you guys to bring like six of your best pieces, not best pieces, but like six that stand out that you want to present. And uh, yeah, so tell us a little bit about what you're you showcasing. Don't have to necessarily say exactly what, right. but maybe what the vibe. Yeah, I you got, got to describe yeah. in detail because what's unique about yeah, what's the gallery? In the left corner of that picture. Right. right. <laughs> right. What's yeah. what's unique about <laughs> what we tell you guys is that we tell you guys to just bring six different pieces, and we don't tell you exactly. We don't have guidelines of you know what theme or whatever. I mean, there's specific things that you can't bring, like. Nothing like horrible or you know grotesque, but um, we want you to bring something that is of your 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 vibe, your essence, and that basically showcases you and your best work. So yeah, talk talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so I got a little bit of everything. There's some graffiti in there, but also maybe in a nice building shot, some panning stuff. Nice little nighttime long exposure that came out really cool that I'm not going to get it. too detailed about because it's really uh, came out better than I thought it would. Yeah, I'm got not going to say that I saw it. My, uh, yeah, I, I heard you may have got a little sneak peek. Nope. We know uh, you're a so. Not going to say <laughs> yeah. Not going to say I was there and I saw it. Yeah, and then... Uh, <laughs> it is amazing, uh, by the way. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Maybe uh, like an abandoned race car or two. I, I honestly don't even know. There's some... Uh, might be one of our nice sign that's under uh, under construction right now. So mm-hmm. everyone's a nice selfie spot. Might be able to see it again. But wait, you got a construction pick of Rochester? That's hard to get. No, man. no. I think you're talking yeah. about the sign. Yeah, the yeah. The, the I Heart Rock sign. No, I'm being smart. It's oh. hard to get a construction pick of Rochester. I might have. I might have one Just or hang two out on three ninety. Yeah. There might there might be some some so orange hard. some orange so shots hard. in there. <laughs> yeah. The fifth, the fifth season of Rochester construction. Yeah, yeah I basically just tried to uh, get a little bit of everything, and I think I did okay. <laughs> we'll awesome, see. awesome. All right. So and this we'll, is um, second time publicly having pieces out. Yeah, I had two. I had two at uh, Frank's Chop yeah. Shop last month. Uh, Matt Vanderlei invited me out to that. Uh, those to were Matt. my first two Matt. prints. Yeah, I was. What I thought was kind of cool about that is, um, you know, because I'm a fan of of your work that we shared two walls together. Which yeah, yeah, and it, and it was an really, honor to be yeah. just above you. Yeah. Just I, above that, you on that both, worked for both me. spots. <laughs> and I was, like, oh, these are, I was like, these are some really cool pieces, and I'm happy that, like, the way he curated that space, that yeah, he did a they kind of vibe together. Awesome. What about you, Melissa? Okay, so I said before, I kind of, I've shot a lot of different things, different variety of things, so I did a lot of, like, fashion work, usually, like, weird editorial work, um, so I, kind of chose some pieces that I had shot at the Coney Island Mermaid Parade, which is really just street photography. Um, but it's, like, the wildest, I mean, most photographic, like, treasure hunting place you can go. So just, you know, people are in costume. It's a, you know, everybody's, like, sweltering. It's, like, you know, a super hot day. There are people in, you know, again, not just mermaids, but, like, dressed like fish. And, you know, it's a very it's fun. It's, like, boisterous. Um, so I kind of wanted to, I mean, every year I would go down and try to, shoot a little bit there because it was just sort of a joyous thing to do. Um, so it's a few shots from that. So uh, mostly black and white work, but, uh, what, um, what year was it? Oh God. I don't even remember what year that is. I'm sorry. I remember seeing a contact sheet. So I was like, Oh, right. Wow, it's older is, work. Yeah. So, um, it's definitely, it was, and it is on film and I do shoot films still. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, it was a lot harder to shoot film, you know, in a situation like that because you had to, with movement right so people are running around you can't quite get the good so get that one shot on film is kind of hard because you have you know you can't just shoot like a million pictures so Mm -hmm. um these are you know i I shot a lot there and it was uh 
some interesting captures, I guess. A little what, um, vibe. What made you pick that period of time? <sighs> Mostly because that's something that I had shot and it went into a box. Mm. And I was like, this, I enjoy this too much to let it just sit here. Never got shown. Um, some of my other stuff had gotten shown and gone into portfolios. And that, I just always thought about it, always looked at it. And I was like, that deserves to like finally get printed so I can see it large. And it was kind of exciting to sort of finally see it. Um, uh, and I found details that I didn't see before, like people's faces and expressions. It's really interesting to see the reactions of the people. And that was my favorite part of it. It's not just the performers and the people who were really like hamming it up, but the people who were watching them and the looks on their faces. So that was kind of my favorite part. You really didn't get that on the contact sheet. Yeah, that's what I, something I mentioned to to Nick when he was at Frank's was there's, and, and Richard and I shared the same experience and so many others. When you print something out, it gives it a different vibe. Like it just, you see something that you never noticed before. There was a photo that I loved. And I remember like, I, you know, shared it a couple of times socially, you know, it was in text messages and then it printed and I, there was a word and I was like, wait, that I've never seen this line on this train before and it was because it was printed out and you had to spend some time with it. Oh yeah. So, yeah. And it's so, it's so rich. Like with, you know, digital, you could just zoom, zoom it in yeah. and you can see it. So really mm-hmm. there's like a mystery to be unfolded when you print something out. And it was like, yes, when I got the print. So I was like, I didn't even notice that. Mm-hmm. So. And I, I really appreciate and enjoy that the work that you're going back to, uh, and maybe this is me reaching here, but kind of connects to you saying, Hey, I'm, you know, finding myself again or finding my way back to this piece and to go to back to something that you loved and had never really seen, you know, people had seen publicly is a, I think is a beautiful way to, to reintroduce your work. Thank you. Exactly. It was, it was fun to sort of use that as a springing off point because yeah. I knew that I was like, I, I was proud of that work and I know I can be proud of other things. So, um, as I'm shooting more now, so hopefully it'll connect. Awesome. I think also you, in a way, captured legit the essence of what we do here in the gallery. You know, there's things that Rochester has in terms of artists and just people uh, that are behind the scenes that are being like undercover, that are just not being shown. And you said to yourself, these need to be seen. And that's what we feel like in this gallery. There's yeah, things, really there's people that need to be seen, that need to be on these walls. You guys need to be on these walls so that people can see what you guys, what you guys are doing um, to get to know, you know, your art form and to know the great creative things you guys have to offer. So I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, Avi. So what do you got? Uh, a couple photos. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's um, a selection of uh, circus photos in particular that I've shot around Rochester. It's sort of like that love letter to Rochester uh, through uh, my connection to circus. Uh, just because I'm based here, a lot of the shots that I tend to take is when a circus is passing through town. Um, while I have shot all around the world, um, when I was on tour or something, I've just sort of narrowed it, narrowed it down to just uh, photos I've shot around Rochester. Uh, yeah. Um, including a shot I took last year that made international news. Uh, so I'm not going to say which one it is, but you should come and check out everyone's photos there and you go. see if you can guess. Great plug. I love it. Right. So like <laughs> we're talking about Coney Island, we've got this, uh, long exposure shot and something that made international news. Right. Like you want to talk about an ad for coming mm-hmm. down to first Friday. 
for sure. Uh, and by, by the time most folks hear this, this is uh, after First Friday, but an opportunity to come and check out the gallery nonetheless mm-hmm. uh, while these artists are up for the, the month of May um, and figure out which which one is which. Yeah, for sure. So while we have you, Avi, uh, where can the people find you? We're going to go back around the other way. Uh, let people know uh, where they can find you and uh, just your social media contacts and uh, where they can reach you at. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so you can find me on Instagram uh, at Avi, A-V-I, the amazing, all one word. Um, or you can, if you're interested in my circus stuff, uh, Uh Nice name. Yeah. All right, Melissa. So I'm mostly on Twitter um, as Suburbanitis um, and also on Instagram, under, uh, O underscore Suburbanitis. All right. And Nick? Uh, you could find me on Instagram at Rock Street Photo. Uh, Facebook, too. I don't really use Twitter that much. I really don't like social media that much and just kind of, yeah. So <laughs> Instagram first and everything else. Sometimes I post more. Like if I go to an event, I'll post more on the Facebook just because they have, you can you know do more than 10 pictures at a time. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. All right. So, um, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. We, we had a great talk with you guys. I really appreciate your time. Um, if you actually uh, haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast. Um, and follow us on social media. Follow well. us on all the social media channels. Um, I'm going to give our producer real quick some time to talk a little bit. Well, in honor of Melissa, a joyous bing bong uh, to represent Coney Island right here in the Rochester studio and also the hey New York yo. Knicks in the, hey yo, in, the near, in the second round of the playoffs. Oh, my goodness. In the, in, in the foam slides over I there. I like I say dead ass at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it all. Oh, my God. Uh, so... Uh, uh, thank you. I really enjoyed getting to meet all of you in person, getting to know you a little bit. One of the best parts about doing the podcast here in the Food About Town studio is getting to meet everybody in person. So I uh, appreciate everybody coming over. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about Rochester food, I'm one of the co-founders of Nominate Meals. Uh, basically, what we do is we work with the wide range of Rochester's diverse restaurants. You buy a meal for two from our website, nominatemeals.com. We do events every other week at Three Heads, and then once a month at uh, Fatty Beer Company in the neighborhood of play, and once a month in Buffalo, if you happen to be outside of Rochester. Just go to nominatemeals.com, order your meal today, and you get to learn all about the wide range of diverse foods in our area. You'll be supporting the restaurants and learning more about where you really are. That's what we're here to do, really. This is, we're exploring everything. We're being better together. So stay tuned for more from from Food About Town, my podcast, the Lunchador Podcast Network, which is growing here in Rochester. And thanks to... Man, Quad J and Richard and the whole crew here tonight. This was so much fun. Yeah, definitely. Thank I you, Chris. Yeah, we appreciate you guys uh, uh, checking us out and listening to us and on all your uh, listening uh, podcast channels. Uh, if you haven't yet, please uh, please check out the gallery over at the Mercatella Main. Uh, anytime the gallery is open, it should be open as well. Uh, you're welcome to check out the artists that are uh, displayed on the wall right now. Um, as of this recording, I'm going to try and uh, drop this before uh, the May 5th uh, reception for these current artists that are in the studio right now. Uh, but yeah, so please uh, come down uh, first Friday, uh, 6 to 8, check us out. And we appreciate it. You guys take care and uh, we'll see you next month. <laughs>